Hello, and welcome back to Sense and Spirituality. My name is Sheila McGregor, and I'm delighted to have your company again today. Last week, we talked about whether Jesus had an EDI policy. That is, did Jesus practice equity, diversity, and inclusion? We concluded that Jesus' ministry and mission did indeed embody the principles of equity and diversity and were massively inclusive. However, the question arose, did Jesus ever exclude anyone? For example, people are often quick to point out that Jesus practiced exclusion on a number of occasions. He drove the money changers out of the temple in Jerusalem. He frequently and vociferously criticized the scribes and the Pharisees. He talked about separating the sheep from the goats and condemning the goats to outer darkness. And in the lesson we will be looking at in worship on September 25th, he told the rich young ruler that unless he relinquished all that he had, he would not be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Drawing again from Eric Law's excellent little book, Inclusion, Making Room for Grace, we note something very interesting about the times when Jesus seemed to exclude people. This can be seen in St. Paul's writings too. Law writes, and I quote, Jesus' exclusive acts were directed at those who were already in the established religious organizations of his time, especially those who wielded power and influence in religious circles, people such as the scribes and the Pharisees, and very often the rich. Jesus rejected their disregard for the essence of the Torah, that is the first five books of the Bible. Jesus rejected their using the law as an instrument of exclusion rather than as a framework for compassion and justice. Jesus rejected them because they should have known better and should have been prepared for the coming of the kingdom in which they would be judged by their acts of compassion and inclusion." Unquote. The thing we need to remember above all when speaking about the times Jesus excluded people is that he was talking to insiders in the faith community. In most cases, his exclusion of people was a last resort. Moreover, it was directed at people who actively excluded others from the faith community, those who denied access to so-called sinners and outcasts. This raises an important question for us to consider. Who are the people who are excluded either explicitly or implicitly from our faith community? How might they feel uncomfortable walking through our doors? What is the boundary challenge for us? We know, for example, that we have people in our neighborhood who come from different cultures, lifestyles, abilities, and ages, who either will not come to our church or who, having attended once, will not return. In other words, who is missing from our congregation, from our fellowship events, from our supper tables at home? 
and how can we begin to break down these barriers that keep people out and start to practice the radical inclusivity Christ demands of us? Will we be found among the sheep or the goats? Before I close, friends, I want to invite you to take some time this weekend, and especially this coming Monday, to remember our devoted and beloved late Queen Elizabeth II. Take time to remember her remarkable devotion to duty, her selfless service, and her dedication to the people she loved for over 70 years. We pray that her son, King Charles III, will rule with the same wisdom, compassion, and devotion to his people. That's it for this week, friends. See you next Friday. Thank you.